What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Welcome to another episode of It Is What It Is, a bit.net's news and current affairs podcast. Each and every week, we bring you all our takes on all the news you need to know about. I'm your host, Jack Cruz, and joining me this week, you know him, you love him, I love him, he's the Kiwi Karate Kid, Thomas Emmanuel Marshall. Oh, I know and love him too. <laughs> yeah, it's, Hello, it's me again. Thank you for... Uh... Having me once more, Jack. Pleasure. I Pleasure always, always thoroughly enjoy coming and having a quick chat with you. Hmm. Um, yeah. It's good. Looking forward to it. Hmm. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was another... No. <laughs> <You go. laughs> yeah. I think we've... Uh, how many episodes worth of uh, banter at the start have we banked up from uh, from last time talking about your Hawaii <laughs> holiday? I, I don't know if it's something we should get into now or something that we should uh, intentionally avoid. I don't know. Well, we did talk about it, didn't we? Didn't we do? You were you were with me when I did the Hawaii talk, or was that Jono? Yeah, that, no, yeah, that's you. what I mean. Yeah, we, we talked for like half an hour about that. We did, we did. That is true story. That is our best performing episode ever. That that episode sounds so, to me like we should start talking about the fact that I just watched 2002 Spider Man. <laughs> sure, we can do that. Why not? <laughs> what did you think, Tom? Tell me, what did you think of 2002 Spider? The Sam Raimi jam. Good God, it was awful. Mm. Yeah, those movies don't hold up so well. The the first 50 minutes, and I only mm. know it was 50 minutes, was quite reasonable and well I, yeah i only know it was 50 minutes because i had a look at the time at when uncle ben died and i went holy <laughs> crap this movie's nearly been going an hour yeah and we only just, just on at that, that point you, you miss you mentioned that off air and to say that i'm like fuck it it feels like something that happens in like the first 10 15 minutes yep but you're right like if you think back to me like he's in fucking school for ages a little nerd he gets bitten by the fucking spider he makes thing like yeah. on the fucking rooftop and he smashes into the wall and yeah and then benny it, oh benny boy. He, do, he does the wrestling and it's after the wrestling yeah mm. yeah so it's yeah. it's almost an hour into the film and in hindsight it was it was going quite slowly but mm. it had most of my attention mm-hmm. um and then it just fell off a cliff like out am i <laughs> <laughs> just that the first scene, I think, it when the Green Goblin comes out with his actual suit on, mm. with the at, at the parade, is it the Macy's yeah. Day parade, yeah, the parade, um, yeah, yeah, with, yeah, with the parade, the fucking Macy Gray singing. It was just, in the, oh god, it was oh my lord, this is horrible, horrible stuff. It, horrible. The stuff. Macy Gray thing, it made, like made me think of um, how Austin Powers did mm. it with Elvis Costello and Burt Bacharach in those yep. movies, and yeah, then yeah, I was yeah. like. Is this a thing that just used to happen? Like somebody like that was on the soundtrack would mm. actually be at some in point the in the movie performing yeah. a song? And I, yeah, it happens. Yeah, yeah I, f- I feel like it happened more frequently than mm. you remember. But mm. it's, it's For sure. It's well, thankfully yeah, like, just no longer American, a thing. American Pie has like Blink One Eight Two in it. Just like off the top of my head, I'm trying to think of things that like yeah, like it does. Like yeah, there is something that happens. There was that Scotty doesn't know one, but that yeah, I yeah. think was like a theme of the of yeah. the movie, right? Ex- except Matt Damon to... was playing the uh, the singer of the band. Yeah, um, but yeah, that yeah that that that's yeah those those are in that. Yep. Um, oh. Great fucking song. Missed opportunity though. I don't believe Chad Kroger is in uh, Spider Man Two, so it's a uh... wow. I'll be able to tell you about that maybe later on this week. 
Oh, very um, good. I look forward to it. As we uh, we make our way through all of the Spider-Man movies. In theory, it was supposed to be in advance of Venom, but mm-hmm, um, I think mm-hmm. we're going to see Venom on Wednesday night. Mm, interesting. It, right now being Monday night. Correct. Um, that is it. That is yeah. It. That is Not that they that have any formal continuity, but... I No, that's it. Um, I, I watched some stuff over the weekend. Um several things one of which we will talk about later on in the show uh but i watched big mouth season two came out my favorite show of 2017 and possibly one of my favorite shows ever um season two of big mouth came out um still really good nowhere near as good as the first season Hmm. i had some some people trying to tell me that was better those people are wrong um still fantastic absolutely loved it but it just didn't have the charm and the like i was in stitches in the first season but still really great um Really enjoy I, that. I haven't seen it, and I I have only seen people essentially just on Facebook saying that season two was better than season one. But yeah, I don't think it was. I mean, it was different. It was good. It was it was really good. But season one was like was like everything to me. I think the thing like I loved the hormone monster, like who's like one of the big characters in the show. He I was like my you. favorite. He was like, you, you have no context of who the hormone monster is, but he's like my, he's like my favorite, well, like, other than Spider-Man, funnily enough, he's my favorite fictional character, the hormone monster, just absolutely fantastic. And I, and there was not nearly enough of him in season two. And I think that's what kind of was not, that just what, what didn't do it for me. If, um, uh, if Spider-Man is number one and the hormone monster is number two, mm. where then does the green goblin rank? <laughs> I don't know that he's in like the top four hundred, probably. <laughs> top thousand, maybe. Mm, yeah, he probably get in the top thousand. I don't really like the. I mean, I like the, I like the Norman Osborn character. I don't like the Green Goblin character. Green Goblin, Green Goblin sucks. Norman Osborn as a character is fantastic. Green Goblin sucks though. Green Goblin is like the baddie in his suit, and I'm thinking mm. mostly just about the movie because I've just watched it. Oh, you think um, that specific iteration is, is of pretty Green bad, Goblin? but yeah, yeah his like, his when he's not in the suit is it's not Spider-Man. terrible acting. Mm. Like the mirror yeah. scene was actually not that awful. Mm. Like I I think um, I've forgotten his name now. Willem Dafoe. Yeah, Willem Dafoe. I yeah. I think he did reasonably well in that. Mm. It was yeah, he's a great actor moderately poorly shot and edited together but (laughs) but but otherwise a a great effort yeah for sure um back to formula um (laughs) he um uh yeah it's a yeah those movies definitely do not hold up um other things I watched, uh, a couple of comedy specials. I watched both of the Joe Rogan ones that are on um, Netflix. I, w- I watched the one, the most recent one first, which is like Strange Days or something like that. What's it called? The new um, one that he's put out? Um, no, I can't remember. Anyway, the, the new one he's just released on Netflix, uh, which was absolutely fantastic. I, I uh, did also watch it. it. It's he's. I really like Joe Rogan. Just I think he's one of the most charismatic diet. Like, he's his range and like diversity is just like fantastic. Really? Like, Cause I think he just yells a lot. No, but this is the thing. strange times. It's called, um, but he's in everything. Like he was in, he was the fear factor guy, right? Mm-hmm. He's 
he does his podcast, which is fantastic. The Joe Rogan Experience. Never he's, a com- to he's a st- he's a stand up comedian. Um, he's 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 been um, calling the UFC for uh, for you know over a decade. Um, the guy's just dynamic, and he's so smart. And he's so funny, but like Joe Rogan, like UFC Joe Rogan and podcast Joe Rogan and stand-up comedian Joe Rogan, they're all different people. Like he, he just change, he can just fit the situation so well. Like screaming stand-up comedian Joe Rogan is not the same man that calls UFC. He's professional, he's articulate, he's, you know, he's really well thought out in the, like when he calls fights and that kind of thing. He's so smart. Um, he's real like chilled out, mellow on the podcast. He kind of like ponders things. He's, he's real well, like I was going to say that's because he's high as a lot. kite. Yeah, but yeah. he was clearly high as a kite when he yeah. uh, delivered yeah. the stand-up comedy. Yeah, and I'd be surprised um, if he wasn't when he was calling the UFC. Yeah, too. I'm sure he's high all the time. Um, but he's great. Like I love Joe Rogan. I reckon he's one of the. He's like I was thinking about it the other day. If you, there's a, there's like um, you know that question about like who would you have over for dinner. Like, you know, people that are alive. Joe Rogan would 100% be one of the people. Like, if you pick three people that are alive to come over for dinner, Joe Rogan would definitely be one of them, for sure. I just think he's just, like, really interesting. Like, he just seems like a dude that I could just hang out with and just chat shit. Yeah, I don't even know who the first person I'd pick would be. Hmm. Hmm. I hadn't thought about them, but I was, I don't know who the other two people would be. That's an interesting question. I might ponder that as the episode it is. We goes should, along. We should ponder that and make it the preamble to it is the what next. it is, episode 30, 45 or something, yeah, whenever yeah, I'm on, you're on next. Yeah, okay, in, that's good. I like approximately that. 10 episodes' time. Well, I shotgun show Joe Rogan, so you can have uh, Anthony Jeselnik. Um. <laughs> I mean, I did watch that as well. I think it's an older one of his. Yeah. but I only got through, like, like I said, about 10, 15 minutes of it. I just didn't think he was funny. I just don't think he's funny. I think his delivery is terrible. And he has to explain I, 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 every joke, like after every joke. The, That's a joke delivery. about killing babies. That's a joke about killing dogs. That's a joke about my brother being... It's like, come on, man. You don't have to tell me. Like, I know that it's a joke. I'm watching yeah. a stand-up comedy special. It's The delivery is very intentional, right? Yeah, it's of course. Super deadpan. And it's yeah. like, you can see him almost lose it a couple mm. of times in the stand-up special. And, and mm. he doesn't, which mm. is quite impressive yeah it, it was maybe only a handful of times he said that's a joke about whatever which mm. i don't know i thought kind of added to it a little bit but mm. some of the times it was like that i'm kind of laughing but mm. mostly because of how uncomfortable you made me feel and that um, was the other thing i did as opposed really, to kept- i think this is actually laugh out loud funny so the, so i guess we should probably clarify we're, we're, we're talking about anthony jesselnik who's like a He's a he's a stand up comedian. He's famous for being just completely and utterly like uh, anti political correctness. Just says the most outlandish shit. Hmm. Um, it's basically a shtick. It's, it's intended to offend. Right? Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then like the the like the the constant panning to the crowd of people like cringing and stuff. That also was putting me off. I was kind of like, like I don't need to see the other people cringing in the crowd. Like that makes me uncomfortable. Um, Anyway, Anthony Jessel. You can already feel yourself doing it at home, right? 
Mm, exactly. Yeah, and then he's kind of like, and then you kind of question why you're watching it. <laughs> um, in, in your case, you then turn it off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but Joe Rogan, fantastic, absolutely fantastic. Um, says a lot of real, like borderline, really controversial stuff, but he does it in a way where you know that he's like, you know that he's joking. Like he's not being intention, like he's intentionally like taking the piss. Mm. Um, which I quite liked. And he's very smart about the way he does it. Like, nothing he says is just, like, straight up, like, sexist or anything like that. It's just, like, it's all got, like, it's all got a bought, like, baseline that, that it is sometimes, but then, like, it's all got, like, some substance to it. Like, he says some really smart shit. I really like it. I really like it. I think he's really funny. Um, Tom, should we talk Jack? about some news? Please. Mm, mm, mm. So, I've decided on something. As this show evolves, Tom. Does that mean uh, you're not going to put the uh, music in between? There is no more rapid fire. Rapid fire is no longer oh, yeah. because... It kind of the, all became rapid fire at one point, right? Yeah, and I, I kind of like that kind of dawned on me. I was like, it's time for rapid fire news. And then it was just every story was in rapid fire. So now it's just time for some news. No, we won't do that. We won't rip that off. Um, probably a good plan. I had yeah. actually <laughs> noticed that like in listening to the podcast, mm. like the first, first like handful maybe dozen rapid fire mm. users were like you would get a one-line hot take response mm. and kind of move on mm-hmm. and then it got to a point where rapid fire news became like oh we're, we're talking for 10 minutes about each yeah, of yeah. these things and then yeah. all right main story time now and you talk for about 12 minutes about yeah. each thing. <laughs> Yeah, it kind of became a little bit redundant. But then look, this show evolves. This show is different, very different to what it was at the very beginning, um, to what it was three or four episodes into what it is now. So mm. um, It's a shame because the jingle is really catchy. Rapid fire. <laughs> Rapid fire. <laughs> However, I had, a, um, I had a lovely young man by the name of Louis Freya reach out to me over the weekend and, uh, and offer his services. So, Louis, I am going to hit you up. And, uh, and take you up on that and uh, I'm gonna uh, he's gonna put together a jingle for me so uh, did heads you up message Louis. Him, did he message you and then you didn't reply no no, no he, I, I replied oh good he, he reached out with some very nice uh, some very nice words about the show and uh, he's a musician himself um, just released an, an, an EP yeah really really talented fella really talented fella I like him a lot um, he's my cousin so um, I should put that in as a disclaimer um <laughs> But um, he reached I out. I thought it was and, like somebody just out of the blue from the entire <laughs> internet. Uh, goes, hey, I really love your stuff. But no, it was family. Yeah, it was family. Yeah, but no, he's really, like I, it's not because I haven't really promoted it to family or anything. So it's cool that he's 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 found it and he's um he's he's digging the show and he wants to be a part of it and I want him to be a part of it because he's a talented dude and I'm, I'm I'm excited to hear what what he can come up with. So I need a new jingle. And also, if anyone else wants to throw the hat in the ring, Sammy Deej, uh, Jono, if you want to throw your hat back in the ring as well. There's always there's always room for competition. Competition more breeds hats. Six, more. What did you say? More cats. No, I said more hats. Oh, more hats. Yes, more hats is good. Yes, because everyone's good. throwing it into the ring. I'm with you. I'm following. Very good. Good. Very clever. Uh, anyway, news. So no jingle this week because we don't have one for the news. And we've already well, done it twice each. True. No. Uh, that you know I'm disappointed that that's taken because that's that's great, isn't it? Just a anyway. I think it's been taken for for many years though. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that I'm and just saying like plagiarized good. somewhat in shows that you're thinking of. Yes, absolutely. Very much so. Nevertheless, first news story, Tom. In our weekly Elon Musk wrap up, 
The eccentric billionaire is out as chairman of Tesla. Out, am I? After settling with the SEC over misleading, misleading statements to investors regarding a proposed buyout, Musk has had to relinquish his role as chairman for at least three years, but remains the company's CEO. Just He's just every week. There's something, another new Elon Musk story. This is just, you know, he's had a rocky year. He's had a rocky year. And he's out. He's out as chairman. Um, he still holds his 20% stake in the company. Um, and he is still CEO. But basically what happened is he put out a tweet uh, earlier in the year suggesting that he has the funds to purchase Tesla outright, um, which was misleading to investors. Uh, the SEC investigated and basically it was shown he was nowhere near the... 25 to 50 million dollars 50 billion dollars that he needed to buy the company mm-hmm. um and so they um they sued uh and tesla have settled uh and musk has settled and they both put in 20 million dollars each to pay yeah. the sec for the fine so 40 40 million dollar fine and some million. other sort of slap on the resty type yeah. things yeah. as well out, out as chairman they have to add two new people to the board who aren't connected to tesla or anything or musk or anyone like that to like completely new people um he does obviously get to remain a ceo but um man he's just like i feel like he's on like a path to self-destruction like because he just keeps like he's a smart dude but this is like he just keeps making decisions that aren't smart like talking when he shouldn't um (laughs) and that's generally what he's doing he's getting himself in trouble like he's just opening his mouth or tweeting something it's very like donald trump-esque it's just like just fuck up for like two Ooh. seconds elon um not to say that he's like donald trump but it's more i'm talking about like the the tweeting and whatnot i think he's a much better human being than donald trump um but yeah i mean you've got the the calling the, the cave diver a pedophile we've got the smoking the weed with joe rogan we've got you know it's all it's it's all i just worry i worry tesla I worry about the man down yeah it's down it about- dropped i think about fifty dollars this week. Yeah, it dropped per share. Yeah. yeah, it dropped a lot. It dropped. A, it took a massive hit. Yeah. Um, and it does every time he does something like this. It does. Um, I was reading before. How much did it drop? I think it was like thirty percent or something. It's dropped in the last few weeks. Um, so uh, yeah, Tesla stock dropped uh, has dropped thirty percent since August seven. So it's cl- it closed out Friday at $264.77. Um, that's a lot. That's 30%. They draw, it, it, I think it wiped something like um, $7 billion off the stock market uh, as this was um, announced. So um, he's not making... I mean, I think this is a good thing for Tesla that he steps down as chairman. Um, there's some things put in place where he, his, um, he's not allowed to like publicly comment about such things that might mislead investors again. So that's a good thing for Tesla. Um, it's a good thing for him because mm. he's not going to get another $20 million fine. Um, well, and they're bringing probably in some, some fresh people. probably doesn't about the $20 million well, fine, Well, right? no, but still, I mean, it's probably an inconvenience, I imagine. <laughs> You're worth $20 billion. Or how much is he worth? $20 billion, something like that? I don't know. Um, Too many billions. Like too many billions. Give me some of those billions, Elon. Um, anyway, just one so, of them. One yeah, of them would be fine. Well, like half of them. <laughs> half of one of them. <laughs> half of one of them. <laughs> oh, give me half of them. That would also be good. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, I like Elon Musk. I think he's a... But I, 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 said, this, I said this a few weeks ago. I said it again. Like, this guy is like... I see him being like, our fir- like the world's real first supervillain. You know what I mean? Like he's got the capacity 
the gadgets and the flamethrowers and whatnot. Yep. Um, the little and flying got... hoverboard thing, and he'll yeah. have some green super soldier serum. One of one of my favorite things about news like this, and often Elon Mu- Elon Musk news, is the memes that come from it. Generally, great like Donald Trump stories and um, Elon Musk stories produce great memes. Uh, and there was the meme of of this. It was Elon Musk, and it was the photo of it was a picture of the speak of the devil, the Green Goblin at the Macy's Day Parade at the balcony and it's Elon Musk's head in the place of um, of the Green Goblins and it's, it's like, out am I? <laughs> He's got the the pumpkin grenade or whatever. Oh, I did um, not know that that was a thing. Yeah, it's fantastic. Well, it's fantastic. I'll have to use that in the thumbnail for the show. You, you absolutely <laughs> will. It is it is time to buy though, I think. If you have you some way. You got a spare few $264 to buy shares in wow. Tesla. I don't know. Well, 200, 262 is what I'm seeing US dollars. I was like, thousand mm. bucks. Do I want to? Mm. Do I want to spend buy four shares in Tesla for a thousand dollars? Probably Make not. Like Sixty bucks. But, no, I don't think you do. Um, also, it'll cost a lot more than that in New Zealand dollars. But mm. Mm. maybe I can get three shares for a thousand dollars. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> what about when they double in price? See the thing is, hmm. like, you're gonna need to spend ten grand minimum. You you're gonna need to spend a bunch of cash to hmm. make it actually worth it. Like mm-hmm. to go, I will buy one share for hmm. two hundred and sixty dollars, and then hmm. sell out again when it's at three hundred and fifty. You're like, cool, I made seventy bucks over this past <laughs> year. <It's, laughs> it, it makes like the effort. Not that seventy dollars is anything to scoff at, but mm. it makes the effort not feel quite worth it. It's like, no, oh, course. I need to put in a hundred thousand dollars now mm. and turn mm. that into one hundred and twenty. Well, two hundred and fifty or something yeah. like that. Like, it, mm. yeah, for yeah. it to feel like actually I kind of done something semi meaningful, but. Mm. I don't have all of that money and I definitely don't have that money much money to like want to risk on you know yeah I just, I just got distracted there's thunder and lightning happening at the moment yeah yeah very, I was like is that in my headphones or is that outside um nevertheless you know what you need you need to buy a bitcoin tom that's what you need to do get into that that crypto see let's well, let's have a quick look at, at that actually BTC, I'm fairly certain that's not doing very well. At no, the it's in the shit. We're up. at 10,160 New Zealand dollars, which mm. is... Oof. It's been there for most of this year. Yeah, like it did take a dive earlier in the year, and I think well, it bounced back a little just bit. Just before Christmas, at like mm. last year, it mm. shot up to about $30,000. That's right, And yeah. then over the following two months like fell quite heavily and has mm. now plateaued at approximately ten thousand dollars a coin mm. Mm, 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 mm. crazy which crazy. is like yeah it's a it's, massive spike isn't it it's quite it did, a it graph. went fucking wooshka it went wooshka and everyone went like holy fuck and then it just crashed it did nothing from 2014 to 17 yeah. and then yeah. about halfway through 2017 it just hockey sticks up to yeah thirty thousand dollars and then it just plummets back down mm. to ten how would you love to be the dude who just went i'm out cash out at 30 and cashed all his money out and then watched as it just went fucking boom yeah um yeah you'd be spewing all right next story 
I like the air raid Which sirens. Which story was that one? Jesus Christ. What what topics did we not cover? We haven't we've only done one. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I was meaning. We've had Spider Man and Bitcoins and Supervillains and Elon Musk. Are you done? I'm ready. Are you done? You good? Born good. <laughs> Born good. Like the air raid sirens of yesteryear, last week, the United States presidential alert system was tested. 225 million mobile devices received a text message alert stating that they were receiving a test of the National Wireless Emergency Alert System. Under the WARN Act, the president may commandeer communications networks to communicate with the American people in case of a national emergency. This, of course, coming on the back of the accidental push of the button from earlier this year when a message was sent out in Hawaii stating that there was a ballistic missile threat on the way. Tom, the American people were none too pleased about receiving of the text messages from Mr. Donald Trump. Again, as uh, most good things that come from stories like this are the memes. And my favourite, and there was plenty. Absolutely. But my, fa- my absolute favourite hands down was uh uh and, and and if you don't already if anyone do you know do you know who hurricane helms is shane helms no he's he he's a former wwe wrestler he, he did the, the hurricane was his his play it was like super anyway he's a great follow I, on twitter i feel he's like gr- we're not gonna say the same favorite one which is fine but it's fine i'm looking forward uh, to it his his was the best as far of all the ones I saw. His was the absolute best. So it, Hurricane Helms, he's a great follow on Twitter. I recommend checking him out. Anyway, he screenshotted his phone, so he gets a text message saying, "This is a test of the national alert system," and he, he just his reply was, "Delete my number." <laughs> <laughs> perfect, absolutely perfect. Um, I loved it. I loved it. What, what you've got one that I, you saw? It, I have. So um, I saw one that was like the the copy of the alert replaced but, but pre- presidential alert blah 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 execute order 66 <laughs> yeah, <it's quite> good. <laughs> that is quite good I, I, um, but, I, I quite appreciated that one yeah but no this look all joking aside like i think this is a, a quite a uh a cool thing to have it's also extremely terrifying that the the president has the ability especially the president that america has at the moment has the ability to commandeer um all of the like communication systems in the country also like the tv network like all all television like networks he has the ability to um you know to commandeer but so just you know the president's always had that right uh since 2006 yeah so yeah. this is something that they can now do um well they're just the, starting- the tv since 2006 are you saying uh yeah i believe so so they yeah. have like yeah, I feel have, like like presidents taking over all stations with with presidential broadcast. This is a special this, bulletin type thing. I thought they yeah, have happened well, well, that's for a long like, time. Well, that like obviously that's the discretion of the television networks, right? But uh, this is like he presses a button and he has control. Um, it's also so this is the first time they've tested it nationally. So they've done similar tests where they were more sort of isolated and that. Um, they did mm. 2011, 2016 and 2017. Uh, but this is the first one I think they've done nationally where they they basically went I think it was like 75% of the mobile devices in the country um, you know received this alert. Uh, it's sort of it's also kind of like are you preparing for something? Is there something you know that we don't know like you know what I mean? Like oh. that kind of makes me a little bit. Eh, I don't know. Anything yeah, like that's this, always just that's a kind of disturbing thought, right? Mm, mm. Like, 
waiting. Should we just making sure it works? This is all just a test. Wait, waiting to announce over presidential alert that uh, mm. he's invaded Mexico or something like that. Oh right? my god! Can you imagine? Uh, you know what? Unfortunately, I can, I can imagine. Yeah, can. that's that's the yeah. issue in, with the situation. The issue. Mm-hmm. But no, I mean, it's, it's a good. Like, it's a. It's yeah. What do you make of it? Do you think it's a good thing to have? Do you think it's a? Well, I I think I think it's a a great thing to have as like a a public service kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. But obviously has some great potential to be awfully misused. Um, you yes, just have very to, much so. You just have to hope that it won't be, right? He just uses it to pick a fight with Joe Biden again. Yeah. Yeah, like <laughs> he, he announces what UFC 300 is uh, Donald yeah. Trump v. Joe Biden. Um, yeah, oh, that, that would be something special. Did you say it was the Warn Act, by the way? Yeah, the Warn Act, two thousand six. Yeah, oh, oh. yeah. Just there was another Warn Act on my mind when you said that with the whole oh. uh, Telltale situation. Huh. Yeah, because sure. that's Warn as well, but I can't remember exactly how, like, what that acronym for Warn is and what year. I think that was like Warn in the nineteen eighties, as opposed to Warn huh. in two thousand and whenever you said it was six. Very interesting. Hmm. Very good. Our next story. Brooklyn Nine-Nine fan favourite Chelsea Peretti announced she would be departing the show. And the world is a little sadder because it. Peretti announced that she wouldn't be doing a full season of the show this time around as a season six, but would be making uh, guest appearances going forward. Tom, you're a fan of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I'm a fan of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. The the people can't hear you nod, but that's fine. Um... (laughs) Uh, yeah, I don't think about that. <laughs> I gave a very large, long, and enthusiastic nod. Yes, very good. Um, I'm so much of a fan I'm, that I spoiled it for Jono, and I don't feel bad. You did too. You did too. Um, I like the show. I think I'm halfway through season four. Uh, obviously, it got cancelled this year and then brought back. Mm. Um, uh, like Chelsea Brady on her way out. Gina Linetti, the character. I don't even touch on this one briefly because it was sort of a story that popped up because there's probably a lot of people listening who don't give a stuff about Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah, um, like... I, I thought it was... Intri- I thought it was a... What did you make of it, Tom, as a fan of the show? I'm intrigued because um, mm. I think she's pregnant or maybe she she was oh. just recently. She might have just come back from having a baby. Um, right. Yeah, I, I, could, I couldn't see anything that was like why she is no longer going to be on the show but hmm. yeah there was so. no real sort of announcement it was kind of just well she's going to be appearing in a few movies coming up so hmm. um that perhaps could have something to do with it um some, yeah. a, I, some uh, opportunities may uh, may have opened up for her I, yeah, there didn't seem to be any hard and fast reason as to why no no i couldn't see anything about it i mm-hmm. enjoy her enough um i don't think like i'll be super disappointed like mm. i think um the relationship that um um, Andy Sandberg and um, Charles and Santiago mm. have I li- mm. like those three and I'd, I'd be disappointed if Holt were to go as well and Terry Crews mm. she's pr- like she's good but she's probably reasonably low on my list of favorite characters yeah like yeah for sure I'd, she's, she's probably above uh, 
the crazy psycho motorbike girl one. I've forgotten her name now. Diaz? Ro- yeah, Diaz. Yeah, Rosa Diaz. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then the two useless ones. Um, <laughs> They're so good. They, they are good, but I don't, um, I'd, I'd probably Hi- like them less than her. Hickox? What's, what's what are their names? Uh, Hitchcock and Scully. Hitchcock and Scully. Yeah. Fantastic. What a magnificent show. Well, I, what I, I, watched, um, show. I watched Chelsea Peretti's netflix special as well is it good i saw it and i'm kind of like yeah i feel like i'm just gonna get bored yeah i i i'm not gonna recommend it to you like Mm, 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 claire and i watched it and it was mostly fine like Mm. i think i laughed a few times like i I didn't i didn't not enjoy (laughs) that's not a good endorsement for a comedy special yeah i I didn't not enjoy it but i wasn't like i wasn't cracking up Mm, um mm, 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 and uh, yeah I think it was just a, a style thing. She's very similar to um, to her character in Brooklyn Nine Nine. Like I think yeah. that is her kind of comedy. That's a shtick. That's yeah, a, yeah. That, that's that's her character. That's her range. Sort of thing. <laughs> that's her range. Um, uh, mm, yeah, interesting. No, cool, 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 cool. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Um, pretty sure that wasn't uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yes, it was. I was thinking very that, much was. that dude on Community. Cool, 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 Abed. Cool, cool, cool. Smart. Nice. All right. Next story. And this is my favorite of the week. This is fantastic. Uh, Banksy painting sold for one million pounds at auction over the weekend. And as the hammer fell, the painting destroyed itself. It was shredded through a remotely activated device in the frame. This is fucking brilliant i must say this was absolutely brilliant banksy has everyone knows banksy he's the he's the artist that does these like he's very um uh and how would you describe his well he's, he's the he, he does the um like those the real like provocative kind of um they're like the art the spray paint type mm. um are they stencils? stencils yeah yeah i think they're stencils yeah yeah um and he sold the one. The one that he sold was the uh, the girl with the red balloon. Everyone, it's very like it's an iconic um, painting. It's mm. the girl. Uh, she's reaching out for like a balloon that's flying away. It's, it's she's like black and white. It, it's a red balloon. It's shaped like a love heart. Um, everyone knows the image. You see, it, you're like, oh yeah, Banksy. Everyone knows Banksy, right? Um, was, was that just like the one original, or was it some kind of? Because I thought he did like street art, right? Yeah. So he it does. So it was a, it was canvas he, print of a street art. Well, yeah. So he had done it onto it like that that design onto a canvas print um i can't remember like 10 years ago or something like that uh i believe and then um you know he's had it for a while anyway sold at auction and as the hammer goes down it shreds itself absolutely this, magnificent this is like like shredder inside the frame um and the, yeah. the, the the picture just go like moving south out of the frame and through the shredder and like onto the floor Man, so good. what brilliant! Like what absolute genius! Like this, and this is the thing, right? The guy, like the person that bought it, it was done over the phone. Like the person was was phoning in. Um, the the person that bought it, like this, the the, the auctioneers are sort of saying, like, uh, we might not like, you know, generally if it's damaged by the like the the you know the people who are displaying it or anything like that the auction house um, yeah the auction house yeah the, they take responsibility for it the person's not has to pay like doesn't have to p- continue to buy it but they're now saying that the shredded the painting that it's actually shredded 
may be worth more than now that it's been shredded yeah. than what it was before it was shredded. I, so like Banksy did this as like a statement, right? He was yeah. kind of it was kind of like a fuck you to like you know capitalism and and the art world and being like you know you yeah you know like the like it was it was, it was um. Like it was very like Picasso esque or whatever he mm. said in, in an Instagram. Um, the urge to destroy is also a creative urge, he said. Um, and sort of in doing that, he's in sort of like you know this. Look at this art. You want to pay a million dollars for it? Yeah, well, I'm just going to destroy it, and I don't care. He's made it worth more than what it was beforehand by shredding it. Just mm. it's just br- I just I just I saw this. I was like, that is fucking brilliant. Yeah, it it's, it it is pretty fantastic. Like I didn't mm. I don't follow him or no, nor do I but now like, I want to and have not seen um, any of the follow up really but my note was like it's probably worth more now right oh, somebody sure. somebody is going to pay more for it because of the story which is absolutely maybe some of the point but also mm. it, it's that would be like proving the point that mm. I've just yeah. shredded this it's it, it has no value to me or it mm. should have no value to you is now actually mm more valuable because mm. somebody's going to pick up the pieces and they're going to frame it in in its shreds like mm. hopefully with a nice little like perfectly even gap between each of the each mm. of the things and now mm. it's like it's it's now even better more it's one of a kind because the story yeah and like the funny thing is it, for like banksy is like a brand person kind of thing Mm. like Mm. we wouldn't be talking about him now if that had sold Mm. for a million pounds another 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 piece of banksy art sold for a stupid amount of money because people are stupid um but (laughs) yeah but because it shredded and like whatever type of statement was intended to be made was made it's Mm. now yeah everyone's talking about it is somebody gonna pay one and a half million pounds for it now oh or is it is is yeah. some idiot going to be like I will give you ten million pounds for the shreds of that? Is it like well, the art house is kind is of it? yeah? Well, the art house has kind of been like the auction house is kind of been like oh we're we're uh, we're exploring the next steps with this with the person who bought it. They might be like oh, we can't sell it to you now because it's been destroyed. I guess we'll have to re-auction it. Or does this guy have like claim ownership of it? Like yeah, that's the thing. Like that, it'll be very interesting to see how it shakes out. Yeah, there'll be. There'll be some weird rules of the auction mm. house that it feels like almost if there'll be some strange ones that they'll have to skirt their way around to still mm. get the to still sell it to him for the million mm. pounds, mm. as opposed to I'd be keeping it if I was them. Re-auction it for like well, two yeah, million. That's, that's I suspect that's what they'll want to do um, mm. and be like, no, no, no. Look, this this particular rule here says that if it's damaged in our house, then we have to. We have to <laughs> take it back and we can't yeah. charge you, blah, 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 blah. And the person who's mm. bought it will be like, give me the uh, fucking me painting for my yeah. one million pounds. Um, yeah. You know, I don't care what condition it's in. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting. What a brilliant, what an absolutely brilliant um, act. Just mm. magnificent. Just pure art. Like pure art, really. Like just pure. Fantastic. Yeah. It's uh, funny. I, like I, when I talked about, like I, I said something about, Art decades or whatever, and then I look, mm. like, saw in the, the background Seuss. of my picture, I've got my two framed uh, Dr. Seuss things like, right next mm. to me. Mm. They're very pretty, and they're not Dr. Seuss for the for our audio listeners. They're not. What are they called? Tell the people to Google them. Uh, I'm not explain Freebird it. and Firebird. 
they are mm. uh, Dr. Seuss um, paintings, mm. but not like Cat in the Hat style Dr. Seuss. No. It's like real abstract. colorful art, um, abstracty stuff. Mm-hmm. They're very pretty. I like them a lot. Yeah. Um, tell you something about them after the show. Cool. I look forward to hearing the story about them after the show. Uh, and our next story in breaking news, EB Games today announced that they will offer Afterpay. Essentially, Afterpay is a buy now, pay later type system where you can make a purchase of up to $1,200, take it without paying a cent, and pay it off in four fortnightly payments. Thomas, this was something that was announced today by Electronics Boutique. Breaking news. Breaking news. Remix. Well, um, we don't have that, so... Hmm. Perhaps it will come to New Zealand. We don't know. But I just wanted to talk about this very briefly because I think this is a fucking really irresponsible thing for a company like EB Games to do. In, in like, dead set, like people spend... Uh, some people spend a lot of money on video games True story. too much i'm one of them uh and <laughs> yeah but i have the i have i have thomas marshall uh <laughs> you as well yes we know many people of this ilk uh yourself and myself we we have enough disposable income that we can afford to pay for these things and not have to pay. i know lots of people though that <laughs> Some weeks. Oh, I know lots of people, however, that buy a lot of this type of stuff that don't have enough disposable income. That I, I mean, I, like, and I can I don't know people's finances, but I look at it from the outside. I'm like, I know what kind of job. I know the job that you have. I know your sort of um, social habits and how you sort of go out and spend money and how you try and save. And I'm like, you can't afford to buy the things that you buy. And I just I know a lot of people like that. That that spend money that they don't have and now they're going to spend money that they don't have because they don't have to actually use the money straight away and they're just putting themselves in a hole where they're going to have to pay for things that they can't afford to pay like finance is a very interesting sort of concept for people that don't understand finance do you know what I mean mm. like there's especially this type of like demographic like maybe I'm being overly generalizing but I feel like this is a predator a very predatory thing for EB games to do where Afterpay is essentially a finance company, um, where they're you, they're a global one too, right? Yeah, they are. Yeah, where you you basically yeah buy now pay later. You get you know, a certain amount of time to pay it back, um, and if you don't, you you pay late fees. And I can just see this becoming a thing where people get sucked in. They like oh, I don't have to pay now. I don't have the money. Great, and I'll pay it off. And then they don't, and they get themselves in a hole. And it's a it's a ba- it's bad. I just feel like this is a bad move. Um, yeah, it's irresponsible. I find. Is, is it any more or less irresponsible than a credit card? Well, I think it is in that people generally like know the implications of a credit card. Like everyone knows a credit card or like fi- like finance or a credit card and that kind of thing. It's, very, it's like credit check. It's, you know, the whole thing. You got to sit down, do the, the, go through the forms and all that. It's very clear. Like people know the implications of 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 finance and credit cards right mm. it's well known well, this is a new type you know people you, people you would hope so yeah or it's, it's like probably just... better known than afterpayers like hmm. i think the people that probably get themselves into w- the worst places with credit cards are the people mm. that don't understand it yeah exactly like, exactly right. they just think it's free money and mm. just pay it back whenever and get again. carried away i'll pay it back whenever but actually you've got 20 days or 30 days or 40 days to pay it back before 
some ins- insane uh, interest kicks in exactly and i haven't looked too deeply in this because this was literally a breaking story just as we were sort of looking to start recording but this um you know I, i'm not sure what the like there are late fees and things for this type of stuff so it's like a sign up online type thing like it's i just find i just think it's very dangerous i just think it's very very dangerous um yeah so i like after pay um it's, it seems to be like a, it's a startup from somewhere um, mm. that are just doing credit differently. So you pay in four fortnightly installments. Mm-hmm. Um, so make, make four payments on whatever it is you bought over the next eight weeks mm. um, to help you afford it, which I think sounds better than a credit card. Like use cash mm. over the next eight weeks to pay for this in four mm. installments as opposed to have it now worry about it mm. later or not at all but yeah, yeah that i i don't know enough about how much the late fees are or mm. or something like that actually is mm. it's, it seems you can i'm looking at like uh, the afterpay website and you mm. sign up for afterpay like you have a an account or a subscription type yeah. thing with afterpay and then there are 14,000 retailers in the world apparently that offer it. Um, and if, yeah. if you see it as an option, okay, log into your Afterpay account and just put it on your Afterpay. But So I'm just reading here, if you miss a payment, you won't be able to buy or book anything else with Afterpay until you settle your account. And we charge you a capped late fee that starts at $10 but never goes higher than 25% of the purchase price or 68%, whichever, 60, or $68, whichever is less to help you stick to your plan. Is that Australian? So, uh i don't i'm not this is just the yeah this is yeah this is the australian yep so yeah so if you miss yes after pay makes its money so um makes its money from late fees so an after so at Afterpay, the world's leading brands retailers and service providers pay us to help you plan book buy and pay for your products and services online and in store when you sign up with Afterpay, you book buy or collect the item or service you want today and then pay for it in four equal installments due every two weeks this way you get what you want without ever losing control of your money or providing personal bank details to anyone else in return for this service retailers and service providers pay Afterpay so we can keep helping you plan book buy and pay this means Afterpay makes its money from retailers and service providers not from customers like you that's why we charge absolutely no interest ever if you miss a payment you won't be able to buy or book anything else with Afterpay until you settle your account and we charge you a capped late fee that starts at $10 but never goes higher than 25% of the purchase price or $68 whichever is less to help you stick to your plan I feel like them saying that they never they don't make money off of Customers is a fucking is, lie. Is such a in the very next sentence, right? In the very next sentence, we charge you a late fee starts at ten dollars, but could never goes higher than twenty five percent of the purchase. So with EB Games, you can buy up to twelve to to twelve hundred dollars worth of stuff. Yeah, and the most you're going to pay for that is twelve hundred and sixty eight dollars, because twenty five twenty five percent of twelve hundred dollars is three hundred bucks. And but how they, often do they charge your late fee? They, is it is it late every time you you miss a payment? Oh, uh, that's a good. I imagine. Point. I imagine that it would be. Do you, do you think it's ten dollar late fee on each payment, or is it on the whole? Well, I think it's it starts a minute, so it's a minimum of ten dollars. Yeah. Never goes higher than twenty five dollars, twenty five percent of the purchase price. So if you buy something that's two bucks uh, and you miss a payment, it's a ten dollar late fee. If you buy because there's no minimum as well. 
Yeah. But it could well, be ten dollars. Twenty five percent. So it's either twenty five. So it's either ten bucks if it's lower. Th- so I imagine that's if it's lower than. Oh yeah. So if, yeah. So maximum. Sixty eight. Yeah, maximum sixty eight. They, they couldn't add an extra dollar on it. What the fuck? Um, or twenty five percent of the purchase price. So yeah. So it could be anything between ten and sixty eight dollars every time you miss a payment. Yeah. So what so if is. if you spent a thousand dollars at EB, that could end up costing you, we think, one thousand two hundred and seventy two dollars if you miss four late payments. Yeah. So you could have exactly. four maximum late fees. Hmm. But well, no, but like you could continue to have. So Which is, how long are you? Gonna, you could, like if you never pay it off, you're just going to continue to rack up those late charges. No, no, no. It's it's it says the late charge is on, is to a max of sixty eight dollars. Yeah, but that that's each time you miss a payment. Yeah, you're so only you missing miss, the payment four times, right? Yeah, but if you don't pay it, you've still got four payments to pay it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you, yeah, you still have to pay it back, but they don't just keep tacking on late charges on top. I imagine they would. If you miss That's a fortnight, not what it says. What does it say? It says to a maximum of $68 for each payment that you miss. They schedule four payments. If you mm. miss four... Uh, if, if you miss those four payments, <laughs> then you'll get 68 bucks each time. Ladies and gentlemen, if you know about Afterpay or if you've used Afterpay, please email us. It is what it is at 8bit.net. I'd like to know uh, your experiences with it. It sounds to me like they can continue... Because if you miss four payments, you still have four payments to pay. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't well, think they just no, stop well, charging yes, you late yes. fees. If you, if you miss four payments, you still have four payments to pay, but they mm. don't charge you a late fee for one of those four payments and then go, because you missed it, there's now a fifth payment. It's still only payments one, two, three, and four. I would like to. If, if you, I would like to know if you if pay those payments one, two, three, and four like a month mm. late each of them, it, they mm. don't become missed on the regular date and mm. missed mm. on a rescheduled mm. date or whatever. It's an interesting idea, isn't it? Though it like, certainly it is. is. Very, mm, it's a it's a clever idea, but I feel like it's predatory in this type of market, especially in this market where people in this market are and people are irresponsible in a lot of markets, but especially this one. <laughs> yes. Like I'm not just saying that gamers are irresponsible with their money. I know lots of people that aren't that I've never picked up a video game that are irresponsible with money. Um, I just find I just feel like this is like a mm. this is just opening up a Pandora's box. But they, um, for a lot of people to get themselves in trouble, they do say some good things um, or things I appreciate. Like you can't. Um, it has to be like online orders that you go and pick mm. up. Yeah, you can't go into store. You, it's, you can't go in store and. Like but you kids, can do click and collect with eBay. Kids, kids so can, can well, but kids can't do um, go and buy a hundred Fortnite dollars and then mm. pay it off over over eight weeks or whatever because you can't mm. do um, digital currencies either. Huh. Um, okay. Yeah, I think it was in the in the sort of fine print of the article that I read. Well, that's interesting. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I just something about it doesn't sit with me. Doesn't sit right with me. I don't like it. Well, we'll, like we'll it. see but how it we'll see how it pans out, and we'll see if New Zealand gets it too. Yeah, it would be very interesting. It would be very interesting. I, what, why f- use it? Mm. No, don't. It's like if I if I was buying a PlayStation Spend Five, the money. say you got money. Yeah, you but like if if it. if one option is putting it on my credit card and then paying my credit card back, or the other option is putting on use that big swinging dick money you got, huh? That big swinging dick money. Use that. Are you calling me a gigolo or something? 
<laughs> I just assume you make money from having a massive penis. I don't know. No did comment. I say that, did I say that out loud on this podcast? Maybe I did. No comment. Maybe I did. Maybe I did. Ladies and gentlemen, last story for the evening. And this what a is, this shit sort of, show. What a shit show indeed. <laughs> this harkens back to the other thing that I watched over the weekend. A mixed martial arts event, UFC 229, took place over the weekend. Headlined by the returning Conor McGregor and lightweight champion Khabib Nurmagomedov, the fight, nailed it. the fight was billed as the biggest in the history of the company and has had a long and bitter build-up as the feud between the two fighters reached fever pitch in the months and days leading up to the bout. The fight itself lived up to the height and expectation. It went four rounds and Khabib got the victory in the fashion many had predicted. What couldn't have been predicted, however, was the chaos that ensued in the aftermath. Tom, let's unpack this. So, yesterday, Tom, I had a family barbecue on the cards. Mm-hmm. They were like, Jack, we got a barbecue. We go on the family thing. I said, no, fuck that. And I said, oh, I didn't say fuck that, but I said, no, I'm not going. I'm staying at home <laughs> and I'm watching this event. I, uh, Jack said, no, please, can I stay home? <laughs> well, no, I, I, there was no asking. It was more of a telling. But I didn't swear because, you know, I don't, you know me, Tom, I don't swear. No, um, I've never <laughs> heard you say cunt once. <laughs> I, uh, so anyway, I stayed home to watch this event. Magnificent. Um, all the fights were great. None of that is important, though. So what happened was... So in the lead-up to this fight... So uh, we spoke on this show um, a few months back about the... Uh, so Conor McGregor and Khabib... Oh, I can never say it if I'm not looking at his name. I, I can't I can't. I heard it, it say Habib as well quite a lot, like a silent K. Yeah, I, th- I hear a lot of people say Habib as well, but I, th- I think it's... Yeah. And I've heard both. Uh, Nurmagomedov... Um, Earlier this year, there was an event in uh, New York and Conor McGregor and his crew sort of stormed the building and, and threw things at a bus and, and injured a few people and carried on. And Conor McGregor was arrested and lost millions of dollars um, in you know fines and charges pressed and et cetera and so on. Um, then... Uh, you know, in the lead up to this, all the press conferences and everything, it was very personal. Like this... Conor McGregor is an entertainer and he gets very, very... He likes to, tries to get into the heads of his opponents mm. and he, he was doing that. And some are saying that he crossed the line because he's... Uh, um, uh, Khabib is a is a Muslim. Um, he's from Russia. He's, so he spoke about... Like, he called his brother a terrorist. Um, he spoke about, poorly about his father. They're a very honorable family. They're a very prominent family in Russia. Um, he spoke about his country and it was just, it got really, really personal. And, and so in the, there was a lot of tension in the lead up to this match. Anyway, the fight itself happened. Um, Khabib won the fight. And then what happened afterwards was he sort of made his way over to the other side of the, the octagon and started, um, like yelling abuse out at, at Conor McGregor's corner. And then in the, in the flash of an eye, Khabib scales the, the cage, jumps into the crowd and starts fighting with the, like the, the ring, like his Conor McGregor's like team, like Mm. his, his, his ring people, like punching on with him in the crowd. Um, and then Conor McGregor is standing in the ring. Three guys jump into the ring and attack Conor. Um, it's now being revealed that Conor actually threw the first punch in that, um, in that sort of melee, but three dudes jumping in the ring, one guy hitting him from behind. Absolutely crazy. Um, 
it was just insane. It's the most insane thing I've seen at a, in a live sporting event. And I could not believe what I was watching. Um, I could not believe that this guy jumped the fence, jumped into the crowd and started a fight. I could not believe that three guys jumped into the ring and started fighting Conor McGregor. Um, the chaos afterwards, Dana White, president of the UFC, gets into the ring and uh, Khabib's asking for his belt. He's saying, give me my belt. I want my belt. And he's like, Dana White's like, dude, I'm not giving you your belt. If I put this belt on you in this ring, there's going to be a fucking riot. Like, this is not happening right now. Mm. Um, they escort him out of the ring. As he's, get, as he, as he's, he's got like 30 security guards around him escorting him out of the ring. They're throwing Irish flags, beer all over. Like, it's just absolute chaos. Like, it was absolutely crazy. I could not believe what I was saying. Um, I just... I, I was speechless. I really was. I, I thought it was... I thought, I thought it was disgraceful, for one. Like, I thought it was cowardly, um, the way that Khabib jumped. I thought it was completely uncalled for. For a man who's always been very much driven on honor and respect, um, I feel like he just completely lost it. Like, he just lost it. He, and he got beaten upstairs. Like, that's what happened. Like, he lost the mental fight. He won the fight, the physical fight, but he, he lost the mental fight. Connor got in his head and he jumped and just... I just thought it was, yeah, I just thought it was really bad. And bad for the UFC. Like, this is going to have far-reaching... Like, this isn't a sports podcast, so we I don't want to get into the, the weeds of, like, how this is going to affect the fight game, but I just want to talk about this because it's absolutely insane. Do you have anything to add? <laughs> oh, I, was, I was just thinking, I already said the first of my bullet points was, what a shit show. The yeah. second of my bullet points is this, it was... Is this another one like the cricket when you go on a long rant? And, yeah, it was kind of a little bit like the cricket. Um, oh, it was my third note we'll get to shortly, but it, yeah, it was it was nuts. Like I had no idea what to think when I saw these videos on Twitter and the goings on because when I saw them, you actually sent them, mm. and I I didn't know who had won or lost or what quite the story was. Mm. Um, and I don't watch any of the UFC anyway, so I don't know what... Mm. Obviously, it's not in the rules that you can jump out of the ring and go and start not. boxing people in, on the, in, in the, the stands. Mm. Um, yeah. But at the same time, like, I know this is like... It's, it's an entertainment form too, right? Mm. And that sort of shit happens in the wrestling. Like, mm. people jumping in and out. I was like, is this a thing... Like I, no, I wouldn't, this, yeah. I wouldn't like say that it was staged at all. I, d I don't think no. it was, and particularly mm. like with sort of the extra knowledge I have about the whole mm. thing now. Mm. Um, but when mm. I first saw it, I was like, oh yeah, that looks like a bit of a a fracas. Um, mm. I don't think that usually happens, but maybe that's but a thing now. Yeah. So there's been a, there's been a lot of talk about could this have been prevented? Could the UFC have stepped in in the lead up to this and you know, not allowed Connor to provoke Khabib the way he did in in the way that he did about like the religion. Like there's some and this has been the talk is that some people are like, well, you know, Connor said all these things and he threw things at the bus and all, talking about all of the I don't think two wrongs make a right with something like this. I don't think you can justify what Khabib did by saying talking about all the things that Connor did. It's like if someone calls you a name and you shoot them, like you're not allowed to shoot that person. Yeah, and no, that's like an extreme example, but like, to like you, you can't react that way and justify. And like he, he came out in his press conference, 
um, afterwards and sort of was just like, why is everyone talking about me jumping over the fence? Why aren't people talking about him throwing things at the bus? Why aren't people talking about him talking about my religion, about my father, about my country, my family? Like, why are people talking about this? This is his fault. Like, he just completely put the blame on Connor. And I think Connor has to take some responsibility in the provocation, but I don't think that justifies the act well, of Khabib jumping into the crowd I, like that. And it certainly doesn't justify from, the act of his, his team members jumping in the ring and assaulting Connor as well. Yeah, I imagine from Connor's perspective, it's like, he's a showman and this is what mm. he does. Like mm. Exactly he, right. He, he, didn't, he didn't lose the boxing to Floyd Mayweather and, mm. well, he, I mean, Floyd Mayweather did. may well have gone home and punch somebody but he didn't jump out of the ring and uh, and punch anyone ringside did he no exactly no exactly right yeah um, like like th- that's e- even for like the fuck you pinstripe suit and all mm. that kind of carry on like mm. he, he he didn't yeah no because he's an entertainer and he's a sportsman and you know what he's a fucking warrior and he doesn't he after and this is the thing i love about conor mcgregor and michael bisping who's my favorite fighter of all time is exactly the same he they know how to entertain and they know they're smart. They know that they that the fight game is a short game and you need to get in and make as much money as you possibly can in a short amount of time because you're not going to live very long when your profession and, or you're not going to live a very um, high quality life in your later years when your profession in your prime is getting punched in the head. So these guys know, and these are the smart guys, they know that they need to bring in pay-per-views, they need to sell tickets, they need to make people want to watch their fights. And they do because they're great entertainers. Mm. But every single time either of them has lost a fight or been beaten or whatever, they always get up and they show sportsmanship. They shake the hands of their opponents, they give them the props because they're, they're sportsmen. And Connor's carried on after wins, and that's fine because he's an entertainer and that's what he does. And some people don't like it. I think it's fine. Because of how he acts, he's great. He's always gracious in defeat when he's been beaten. He's always been gracious in defeat. And, and, and he tweeted, was it today? Yeah, he's like, like, good knock, looking good, forward good, to the rematch. Yeah, good knock, can't wait for the rematch or whatever it was. Yeah. And um, another thing was, uh, so the three men that jumped in the ring and, ass- and assaulted Connor uh, were arrested pretty much straight after. They were taken away, taken to jail. The police went to Connor, and he's, he, didn't, he didn't want to press charges. He's, he's like, I'm not pressing charges. It's what it is. Like, this is a fight game. Like, he's like, I'm not, I'm not getting... He didn't get worked up about it. Dana White said he went and spoke to Connor about it, and he's like, he didn't even care about everything that went on. He's like, I don't give a fuck. I was upset I lost the fight. Like, I could care less about fighting afterwards. Like, whatever. It just means... You know, he, he's pocketed something like... $45 million from the pay-per-view sales for this fight. He got a $3 million purse for the fight, plus his commission for the pay-per-view sales. Like, he's fine. He doesn't give a shit. Well, and how, um, much, how much did he earn f- fighting Floyd oh, Mayweather as well? Something ridiculous as well, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's, I think it's a similar amount. I, I, yeah, um, I, think, well, I think the purse in that was... Oh, no, no, no. Maybe I am thinking the pay-per-view split was like mm. 70-30 out of $100 million mm. or $150 yeah. million or something. Yeah, like. something like that. Yeah, I think he made something like $50 million from that fight. Yeah. Um, Khabib's purse has been withheld by the um, uh, Nevada uh, State Athletic Commission. So they're, they're holding his purse. He's not getting his money. Uh, he's likely to be stripped of the title. Um It'll be it'll be very interesting to see what shakes out from this, what mm. the investigation shows, what the penalties handed down are. It, it it creates issues even just going on, like how are these guys going to get back into the country? Like they're not going to get visas to be able to come back and fight in America. Like it's that hard for these guys to get into the country as it is. Mm. They're not going to be able to get in after this. Like it's just it's just not going to happen. Yeah. Um, 
hold on. Another story that broke this afternoon was um, Conor McGregor wants to, the rematch to be in Dublin, which would just be absolutely fucking bonkers. That would just be absolutely insane. That is a fight I would... That would be massive. Can you imagine? In it Ireland. Would, it would be pretty insane. <sighs> Very dangerous, though. I can't imagine that that is a, like a, just from like a safety point of view. I can't imagine that would be like a wise decision, but it would be absolutely crazy to watch. Um, the other I'm thing sure about this is people like... View it. Oh, for sure. Um, the other thing about this that people have spoken about is like, could, you know, could the UFC have done more at the time? And Dana White has come out and said, it's like, we had more security, more police here than we've had to any event ever. Mm. Like, more than we've had ever. He's like, and he, he made the comment, his, his exact quote was something like, um, I don't even know if the city was safe tonight outside of the arena. We had we had every almost every police officer in Las Vegas here. Like that's how many cops and security guards they had there for that, and it still wasn't enough. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I just, I just this was absolutely bonkers for me, and I could. I'm so like I was at the time. I was like I couldn't believe what I was watching, but at the same time, I'm like I'm so glad I stayed home to watch this. This is fucking insane. Yeah. Um, but yeah, which amazing. I assume it's sort of a few steps back on the whole entertaining fighters thing i assume mm-hmm. you watched uh Derek lewis too who oh. is uh although i missed his fight he is now my one and only favorite person in the entire ufc man that was that, brilliant. that post-match my balls was hot my balls was hot so he- yeah why did why did you take your pants off Derek? <laughs> my, balls my balls was hot. That was brilliant. Yeah, so Derek enough. Lewis is a is a, like a heavyweight uh, fighter. So it was a heavyweight fight. He he got absolutely pummeled for three three rounds. Um, in the last ten seconds, knocked out his opponent. Just crazy crazy finish. Um, and then like as the fight ended, he's like his short like he's taking his shorts off. And the commentators like, why is he taking his shorts yeah, off? Joe, that's, that's Joe Rogan's interviewing before. him at the end. <laughs> yeah, Joe Rogan comes over. He's like, first thing he does is like. Um, Derek, why'd you take your shorts off? My balls was hot. Is his response? <laughs> and he talks about uh, being feeling really unfit, and he needs to yeah, do yeah. a lot more cardio. Yeah, um, he's like, he's like, um, he goes, he's like, so do you think you're in line for a title shot now? He's like, shit, I, I need to sit my ass down, my fat ass down, and do some cardio. I ain't no doing no title shot now. Shit. He's just, and then uh, really he's like, Donald, he's like, Donald Trump rang me up before, told me they're gonna beat this guy for, because uh, because his opponent was Russian. And he's yeah. like, you rang me up, so you gotta beat this guy, you know, for America, you know, for honor. I'm like, and then ends the interview with the. Uh, Saying to Joe Rogan, maybe I'll come on your show and we can smoke some weed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's an absolute oh. classic. Oh, it that's absolute a classic. Oh, that's a full circle back to Elon Musk, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I was, I was, uh, you know, all, all like everything aside, it was just such an amazing event to like. From like every fight was just crazy. Um, it was just yeah, and I can't believe the way that it ended. So. Um, It'll be interesting to see. I don't know. Like, is I didn't even get into like the you know the the moral sort of things about like the UFC. Like, what does this mean for the company going forward? You know, the, the reputation, like the the hit that the reputation of the the sport will take. Like, this is a sport that's trying to. It's always fought for legitimacy. Like since its inception, it's always been seen as like this ugly child of the of of like you know sport the this sideshow act and it's it has always fought and that's the thing like 
as crazy as it was and as glad as I am that I saw it, it sort of makes me sad because it's a sport that I love. Like, it really is like... The UFC, mixed martial arts, in my opinion, is the purest form of sport. Like, it is the pure... It is hand-to-hand battle. It is like the original sport. Like, this is like gladiator shit. Like, this is like... like if you think about it, like, it really is the purest form of, of sport. And... And it's always been like it's just been fighting for this legitimacy and to be taken seriously and like to get to like Olympic standard. Like these these guys want to like be taken seriously enough that they can compete in the Olympics in this sport in mixed martial arts and fight for their countries. And this kind of stuff happens and it's just like no, no way. Like this this isn't going to happen. Um, and that kind of makes me sad because I love the sport and it and it it angers me as well because like you watch the reaction from it and you watch the the fight people react to it and everyone had like every, all the fight fans have a you know, uh, uh, their opinion on, on what happened. And then you have the non-fight fans who comment on it and you make comments like, oh, this is, you know, look at this garbage and these guys are, you know, animals and look at this, you know, un- uh, you know unsanctioned violence and it's a shit show and right, right, right. And it's like, it's like, you don't really understand. Like you see a snapshot of something and you make a judgment call on it and you don't really understand like what this sport is and the good people in it and the, the hard work these people put in and the, the technicalities of it. It's not just guys getting in the ring and just brutalizing each other. I mean, it is. But it's also like more than that. Like it is a really brilliant sport. Um, and this kind of stuff when this happens, like the Conor McGregor stuff at the start of the year, like I, I, like I was critical of Conor. Like I'm a massive Conor McGregor fan, and I was so disappointed with the way he carried on in New York, throwing the shit at the bus, like hurting people. And and now this is just like another stain on the, on the sport. Um, I don't know. I just. You know, as 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 exciting as it was to witness, it just makes me sad as well. Fair enough. You know, <laughs> I get you. you, I, get, you I, don't, I don't feel as strongly or passionately about it as you. This, of course not. From the perspective of the sport in general, or the mm. the characters and the way mm. they've behaved, so mm. I yeah. I will agree yeah, with it's... you because I don't have <laughs> an opinion otherwise. No, that's fine. I understand. I just, I needed to say, I'm just, yeah. It, it's a, it's, cricket a it's a mixed bag for me. Yeah, it's a cricket thing again. You know, it's a mixed bag for me, this one. But, um, you know, it is what it is, as they say, Tom. They and on that note, do. ladies and gentlemen, that boys and girls, thank you so much for, it was what it was, joining us for another episode of It Is What It Is. This has been a product of 8-Bit, and you can find all of our content over at 8-Bit.net, or search the 8-Bit Collective hashtag on Twitter. And remember, you can follow us on Twitter. Tom is at TomDeBomb89. I am at Cruzy underscore mate, and 8-Bit is at WeAre8Bit on all of the socials. Remember, if you've enjoyed the show, head on over to iTunes, give us a subscribe, leave us a review. It does help get the word out about us. It helps us be discoverable. Let's the people know where they can find us. And shout out, as always, to our wonderful sponsors, Audio Technica, for hooking the 8-Bit Collective up with all the best audio and recording gear in the business. Head on over to audio-technica.com.au for all that juicy, juicy audio hmm. gear. Get your get it around your ears. It's the best. That is the best mic that I have, and they didn't even give it to me. I bought that one myself. Hmm. That's how you know. It's good enough for Tom DeBomb. It's good hey, enough no, it's good. for you. And remember... If you've got any questions for myself or my guests for next week, you can email us at itiswhatitis at 8bit.net. Thomas. That was what it was. Mm, mm, it was. It's been, as, as always, it's an absolute pleasure a, talking with you. A dream. Mm, mm, no, I, mm, I do thoroughly mm. enjoy this. And I look mm, forward cool. to the next time. 
No doubt, no doubt. Mm, cool, cool, cool. Nice, nice, smart, smart. Remember, <laughs> until next time, friends. It is what it is. Bye.